is, and then we'll get into the latest topic here with you. Well, that sounds good, James. Uh, thanks for having me back on today, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. Um, the original technocracy movement um, took place back in the 1930s. Actually, it started in the 1930s okay. at Columbia University in New York City. And um, to kind of cut to the chase, one of the definitions of technocracy that they offered themselves in their official magazine in 1938 uh, is, quote, technocracy is the science of social engineering, the scientific operation of the entire social mechanism to produce and distribute goods and services to the entire population, close quote. And uh, this is exactly what we have today. Uh, when you consider the United Nations with sustainable development, green economy, uh, natural capitalism is another term you see thrown around. Um, these are all efforts to control the global economy according to scientific uh, you know, methods and so on, run by scientists and engineers. And uh, this has been more or less in hiding, actually, after the 1930s for some years, and then it came back into play in the early 1970s. And today, we see it running rampant around the world, and especially in our country. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. It was a big movement, by the way, back then. They had over 500,000 card-carrying, dues-paying members in the United States. And uh, there were a lot of other people that were following technocracy back then as well. Um, so it was, uh, it was a, a very large movement. During the 1930s especially, it kind of began to fizzle in the 1940s. And it pretty much was rejected by the American people uh, by the beginning of the 1950s. Wow. So from, from 1950 to 1970, you had about a 20-year uh, period of silence, so to speak, until it began to reassert itself in the early 1970s. It is Patrick Wood. He joins us today here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border. He is the Technocracy News and Trends Editor, and he joins us today here on JAGSHOW.com. Now, um, this month, all of this has been confirmed and validated by the publication of the book Technocracy in America, Rise of the Info State. And uh, the author... Uh, is a leading scholar on the global elite. Tell us a little bit about this book and uh, some, some of the different things surrounding this gentleman. Well, the, uh, the book that we're referencing here is called Technocracy in America. Yes. It was released on January 10th. Um, I just got the co- my own copy last night, uh, actually. Uh, by I think it came in by FedEx, but it ended up in my post box anyway. But uh, I've uh, started to read the first uh, couple of chapters, and uh, this book is written by a, a global scholar by the name of Prague Khanna. That's K H A W N A. He's from Singapore, actually. Um, he's not uh, Asian, but he is uh, currently living in Singapore, which is the the quote unquote the smartest city in the world. They they view themselves as a technocracy, by the way. And uh, Prague Khanna has written this book called Technocracy in America, where he, he levels the charge against America that uh, democracy is dead. I'll explain that in just a minute. Okay. That democracy is dead in America. It's broken beyond repair. And what needs to replace it is a direct technocracy. That's what he calls it. And uh, this is coming from one of the top public policy schools in the world, happens to be based in Singapore, 
It's called the UYEW, or excuse me, yeah, YEW, the U School for Public Policy. And uh, <clears throat> he's a very uh, influential global scholar, by the way, as well. Um, has a Ph.D. from the London School of Economics. Uh, how's that for prestige? <laughs> so he, <laughs> he's written this book, and it, I'll tell you what, it, it completely 100% validates uh, everything that I wrote in my book, Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. And it was a Trojan horse. Uh, they, didn't, uh, t they didn't blow the trumpet to tell us it was coming. Uh, but... Uh, Prag Khanna has now let the cat out of the bag, and he says the only thing that's going to save America is a direct technocracy. And what's really interesting, James, this book comes out ten days. It came out ten days before the inaugural, the inauguration of uh, President-elect Trump. Uh, that'll happen on the 20th, and already the global media is picking up uh, book reports on this uh, on this new book of his, and. Uh, they're they're heralding this as a breakthrough. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, <laughs> but you, but you know, wow. James, they're calling for they're call, this this stuff is so radical. I I want people to understand how radical this is. This guy is uh, recommending in his book to abolish the electoral college. Number one, uh, he wants to abolish the Senate. Now. That's radical, uh, because our system of government as a constitutional republic depends upon a Senate of elected senators from 50 states. Yes. Um, he also wants to, of course, if we don't have a Senate, he can uh, get away making his next claim. He wants to turn the Constitution over to the Supreme Court for modification. So instead of having wow. a senatorial process to, you know, to deal with the Constitution... Uh, they want to give it. He wants to give it to the Supreme Court. Um, Holy smokes! I won't go into you know all the details and stuff beyond that. But uh, this is this is such a radical, radical agenda. He wants to turn America over to technocrats, that is the experts, if you will, to simply run things uh, pragmatically. Just make it work. You know, get 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 people employed in government that can just make make things work and he lives in i tell you he lives in a fantasy land as far as i'm concerned because <laughs> he wants these he wants these technocrats to be apolitical he wants them just to be exercising their trade and have no political uh bent whatsoever well that's not gonna happen and i i i got news for him people are born political yes unfortunately they are, they are. You know, yeah i mean even in the beginning when Cain and Abel were, were walking on the face of the earth, Cain rose up and killed Abel. <laughs> and, you know, it was a... It was a oh, well, I look at it as a, as a political instance, not, not in the sense of a nation-state, but, you know, men, men are born political, and they grow up and they act political when they get older. And, you know, that's just the interaction of people in society. It is political by nature. So there's a lot of false assumptions in his book. Nevertheless, the global elite are paying attention to this guy. They're writing rave reviews on his book already. Wow. And it's incredible. It's just, it blows my mind, but it completely validated what we've been talking about for well over two years now. And it's come to America. This, this is 
you know, I look at this, my analysis of this, uh, and I wrote a paper on it just recently called uh, Leading Scholar Outs Global Elite Endgame as Technocracy. Yes. One of the things that I see in this um, is that these people hate Trump with a passion. Oh, oh you better believe it, baby. They him, hate him like nobody's him, business. Yeah. We call them the snowflakes, and, you know, there's all yes. kinds of different names for it. But the, but the, the, the global elite essentially really do hate um, Trump, and they yeah. want to get rid of him. Oh, very much so. So what I, see, what I see with this is if you can't get rid of Trump, let's get rid of the pre- presidency altogether. Let's just get rid of the office. That will get rid of Trump. So what Kana is suggesting is that America doesn't need a presidency anymore. Uh, he calls for a committee of seven or eight uh, co-presidents, if you will, to run our nation by committee, much like the United Nations, or excuse me, the European Union is run today, um, and that we wouldn't elect just a single president to run our country, you know, to be the chief executive. Yeah. Uh, but we do it by committee. So that would pretty effectively get rid of Trump, wouldn't it? Even if, even if Trump was still there... There would be six or seven other people around him who would soften his impact, you see. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so you know, this is all coming to a head right now. The calls for technocracy are going to increase exponentially over the next few months, I believe. Uh, when you see uh, organ- uh, media organizations like Time uh, and uh, Washington Post and Huffington Post coming on board with this technocracy stuff, you know what's going on behind the scenes, right? The talking points have been issued, and the news. Oh, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us today here on jagshow.com, jagshow.com, and. Uh, when you go over to jagshow.com, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, find our RSS feed over there as well. Shop with Amazon. Shop, connect, and enjoy. Do it through our link at jagshow.com. And when you do that, we'll be able to get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon to pay some production costs. Our uh, our producers work very hard to make sure that this show gets up uploaded each and every week. And uh, this week on jagshow.com, I'm the Jiggy Jaguar Experience. We've got Patrick Wood with us today, and we've 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 talked to Patrick on our other radio programs in the past. And today we want to talk technocracy. It's been confirmed as the global elite's end game, and uh, a leading scholar, of course, uh, this this uh, Parag Khanna. Uh, recently wrote this book, Technocracy in America, the Rise of the Infostate. And uh, with us today, we have Patrick Wood. He is the Technocracy News and Trends uh, editor, and uh, he's with us today talking about this as well as some of the other things that are going on. Um, One of the things, Patrick, that that I absolutely love about Trump is the fact that he's, uh, he's... basically an independent he's 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 not a democrat he's not a republican um he said when he originally ran he would he he sides with democrats on a lot of social issues but he sides with the republicans on a lot of financial issues but he could never get elected as a as a uh, democrat so he ran as a republican now that he's in there he's surrounded himself with all sorts of people and everything from this made-up russia stuff 
to uh, these these riots where uh, the protesters went home when it got cold and they stopped getting paid. Um, <laughs> all sorts of things going on. What, what, what do you see as the uh, global elites uh, situation with Trump? Because like you, like you and I discussed a few moments ago, they can't stand this guy. Well, you're right. Um, you, you know, it's, it's hard to say how the people of our country are going to line up against these forces, these globalist forces. Um, yes. But there is a general, there is a general disdain. Uh, you can, you can see it. Well, you certainly could see it in the other half. Uh, all the people that didn't vote for Trump, they, you know, they had a, they had a hernia. They're still having a hernia. <laughs> um, but you know, for people, for people to throw rocks at, at a political candidate, that's nothing new in America. That's nothing new anywhere, as a matter of fact. But um, there, you know, people unfortunately don't really matter much in the whole political agenda right i mean anymore they should but they don't and so when people throw rocks at trump um you know you say sticks and stones you know can break your bones but but words can't hurt anybody well it doesn't have any impact but when you have the when you have the global elite uh with all the people that have the money i might add line up uh together to take a united front against somebody like Trump, that's an altogether different story than just a few people protesting or, you know, uh, doing doing music or something like that to, to protest Trump. And you, you can see this. Um, I'm, I'm going to read a, just a short line here from the, 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 uh, the introduction to, to Kana's new book, Technocracy in America. And you can see, um, you, you can see the animosity uh, in his in his attitude, um, he says. Uh, let's see if I can get this quote here. Line it up here. Um, ah, did I lose my place? Let's see. <laughs> to ward against to ward against such decay. That's the decay of uh, of, uh, of democracy. His preferred form of government was led by a committee of public spirit spirited guardians. Today we call such a system technocracy what it needs is more tech just talking about us what it needs is more technocracy a lot more and it says technocratic governments is built around expert analysis and long-term planning rather than narrow-minded and short-term populist whims now you can you can catch you can see the dig here right he's saying about us that uh, we have no long-term planning we have no expert analysis, and we're narrow-minded, and we're sh- we're 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 short-term. We're myopic, in other words. So, and he might, you know, you listen to this guy, you say, "Wow, we have a lot of problems, don't we?" <laughs> we're we're narrow-minded bigots, essentially, that have no ability to plan, uh, and so populism is bad. You know, he he just, uh, and and this is the global elite view that the whole populist movement is viewed with complete animosity by these people. And, you know, you could say in a sense, they're coming for us, right? They're not coming for the other side. They're coming for us. Now, we will see them manipulate the, the snowflake types, if you will, at, through dogma, you know, through, through propaganda. We'll see them whip these people into a frenzy calling for the removal of President Trump. 
and the replacement even of the executive branch uh, leadership with a committee instead of just one president. And I know they will say this will guard against future possibilities of a Trump slipping in through a crooked election. I I very much do agree with you on that. <laughs> well, I will have to say. You know, I, personally, I think this is absolutely outrageous. I think yes. most, you know, the most people in America would reject this offhand. They would say, what do you mean abolish the Senate? Uh, what do you mean abolish the presidency? Um, on the other hand, a lot of people don't even know what the three branches of government are. <laughs> but, but there's, you know, still a lot of people uh, have some appreciation for the Constitution and the system of government that used to work very well. Um but, you know, Khanna just pulls out all the stops on this. And, uh, you know, even in, uh, I, if you go on Amazon, actually, where his book is for sale, uh, you'll find the promotional literature there that he wrote. Uh, it's right on the, the front page of the, where they sell the book. And uh, he comes out and says it here as well. He, this is a direct quote from him. He says, American de- democracy isn't good enough anymore. The ideal form of government for the complex 21st century is what Kana calls a, quote, direct technocracy, close quote, one led by experts, but he says perpetually consulting the people through a combination of democracy and data. And, of course, as a technocrat, by the way, he believes in big data, that data, you, you analyze the data to see where, uh, where to steer, um, you know, the technocracy. Then he goes on, from a seven-member presidency um, and a restructured cabinet replacing the Senate with an assembly of governors, technocracy in America is full of sensible proposals. That cracks me up. Sensible pr- proposals that have been proven to work in the world's most successful societies. Americans have a choice for whom they elect president, but they should not wait any longer to redesign their political system following Kana's pragmatic vision. Close quote. What can you say to this, James? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm blown away by this, my friend. Well, this is this is what I've been warning for for about five years now. My book, Technocracy Rising, came out two years ago, a little over two years. But I was speaking about it and writing about it before that. And this is exactly, this is precisely exactly what I've been warning about. And I have to say, some people are listening and paying attention. There's more people now willing to talk about technocracy than ever before. But uh, this book completely lays it out for us. There's no, there's no holding back on his part. He just flat out comes right out and says it, that, uh, uh, techno- you know, that uh, technocracy is what we need and that democracy is dead. And let me say a word about democracy. America has never been a democracy. Our founding fathers warned against it strenuously. They said it would be a horrible thing if democracy ever took over. It's like, it's like uh, you know, two wolves and a lamb deciding what to have for lunch. And the wolves will always vote to eat the lamb. So we're, we've never been a democracy. But these people refuse to acknowledge the constitutional republic that America has, and they have used this concept of, of democracy to break down the social fabric in our nation. And this is what they've done. President Obama was the epitome of this as he used Marxist tactics, which is where democracy comes from. He used Marxist tactics to 
to deconstruct our nation and to tear, divide it and tear it apart. Zbigniew Brzezinski, who founded the Trilateral Commission back in 1973, he wrote a book in 1970 called Between Two Ages. And in his book, he specified that democracy was a necessary stepping stone, and Marxism in general, was a necessary stepping stone to get to the final stage of human evolution, he called it, which was technocracy. And he said that we have to have democracy, but it's not the end game. It's not the end. It's just the means to the end. It's what will be used to deconstruct society to make way for the final, uh, you know, the final solution, if you will, which, which is technocracy. That's the end game. So we see throughout the world today global media uh, talking about the demise of democracy. Well, isn't that something? They're all backing up behind this idea that democracy doesn't work anymore. And so what, what we need is technocracy. You see, it's like good cop, bad cop, right? It's like, well, uh, you, your, your democracy is going to destroy everything that you know, and they're probably right. But the answer, the final answer that they're offering is technocracy. They say, well, you just need to give up the, basically give up the will of the people and just turn everything over to a group of scientists and engineers. Let them run everything. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll be happy. You'll be fine. You're, you know, jobs are going to be plentiful and you know, poverty won't, you know, will be eradicated and, you know, whatever, whatever promises they have to give. You know, we heard, we heard, we've heard this kind of rhetoric from politicians for well, all of my life. They promise one thing and deliver another. Or they promise one thing and just don't deliver anything. Well, that well, too. Technocrats, <laughs> technocrats, oddly enough, can do the same thing. They offer platitudes and utopian uh, fantasies like the United Nations offers, you know, ending all poverty, for instance, and uh, education for everyone, lifelong education, they call it, and jobs with dignity, they say, and a place, to, a good place to live, they say. Well, that's all fine and nice talk, but they can't deliver. They've never delivered, as a matter of fact. We have more poverty and more, you know, troubles in the world today than we've, we've ever had in, in history. So they can't deliver the promises that they offer, and Technocracy offers promises as well. They can't deliver on these promises. There's no way. It's, uh, it's going to be physically impossible in the end to deliver what they say they're going to deliver. It is the fantastic Patrick Wood. He's with us today here on our big broadcast here on Lineup Media. And uh, check out lineupmedia.fm and also go to our website, jagshow.com. While you're over there, take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Audible. Download your free audiobook over there at jagshow.com. A great lineupmedia.fm uh, program each and every week. Now, uh, Patrick... Um, the, the global elites seem to be all about uh, messing with Trump and messing with the... Uh, they didn't like Brexit. They, they, they don't like any of the different things going on. How does technocracy work in with, with all the different things we've seen in the past year and uh, here as we've moved into 2017? Well, <clears throat> I think we need to be very careful, James. I, I don't want to appear apolitical here. I actually, I'll confess, I voted for Trump. Um, I, you know, anything but Hillary, first off. You know, yes. We could, not have, we could <laughs> not have taken another four years or eight years of Hillary Clinton 
uh, we would totally be ruined. Um, but we need to be very careful here. In the case of Brexit, which is ahead of us, they, uh, the Brexit vote came, what, several months before our election, and it definitely was fueled by a populist movement. But, and it seemed to surprise everybody, too, I might add, uh, especially the, the, Euro the, the European Union. However, the next thing that they did after Brexit <clears throat> was to, uh, to appoint uh, Theresa May as the new prime minister. And Theresa May, even in her own media in the United Kingdom, is labeled as a technocrat. Uh, she was uh, formerly, she had been the, the head of uh, our, the equivalent of our homeland security. And she was pri the primary driver behind all of the surveillance system that's been implemented in uh, Great Britain. And so they, you know, they call her a technocrat. Even the favorable press calls her a technocrat. And now she has been executing policies that may delay the implementation of Brexit forever. Uh, that caused, uh, by the way, Nigel Farage, who was the head of the United Kingdom Independence Party and the driver, one of the primary drivers behind Brexit, he said publicly, if Theresa May is perceived as having betrayed the British people, he said there will be hell to pay in Great Britain. So we need to be careful when we look at this. You say, you know, not just say, oh, we're saved, we're delivered, you know, we're, we've, we've shown them, you know, bad boy globalists, whatever, a few things, and, you know, we run them out of town. Don't be, you know, we need to not be so quick to assume that that anything is as it seems to be on the surface. And we look at Trump right now, we can be hopeful on one hand that there may be some good things come out of a Trump administration. But on the other hand, it may open the door for technocracy to actually be implemented. If, if the policy becomes to, to, if, you know, to appoint, hire, whatever, uh, experts to run our system instead of the representative people according to the you know the constitution this will help technocracy it will not help our 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 republic if you will uh it won't do anything to turn us back to where we were and you know i just have to say in passing we need to remember what made america great in the first place america was made great not by negotiating it was made great number one because of its Number two, because of its, its strong moral base that was uh, that was uh, that was grounded in the Judeo-Christian ethic and the Bible, and number three, our economic system, which guaranteed personal rights, property rights, to individuals, to citizens, which had never happened before, almost in history. This is what made America great. Uh, it's basically get the government out of the way. And let people do what you know what they see fit in their own eyes to do, and so our system of property rights has been systematically dis dismantled in the last 20, 30 years, and morality has sunk to new lows. Um, there's a general hatred everywhere for anything of a Judeo-Christian ethic or biblical ethic, and you know people are looking for answers and stuff anywhere except to turn back what's made us great in the first place. <laughs> So we really need to think these things through. 
and ask you know and ask the hard questions like well what did make us great in the first place let's go do those things again We've got Patrick Wood with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and, of course, JAGSHOW.com and uh, Stitcher as well. And, uh, Patrick, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, give, give us a, uh, a view of what you see coming in 2017 here. I think we're going to see a groundswell call for the eradication of the presidency, like Kana is uh, is suggesting here, I think we're going to see a call for a radical restructuring of America to to guard against uh, what they view as people like Trump. They don't want that ever. To, they don't, they want him gone, and they don't ever want it to happen again. They want guarantees that it's not going to happen again. So the way to do that would be to restructure our government, and I think that the global elite is going to fan the fires of discontent among the progressive movement in America to get them to argue and to call for this radical restructuring of America. Now, how that, you know, how much traction that gets by the end of the year, I can't say, 